Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my lovely ladies. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today is an exciting one because I have Liz McVoy here and her work that she does is so impactful and so relatable. And so that's why I was so excited to share her with you. So let's hop into exactly what she does and how she can help you. At 37 weeks pregnant and with a toddler on her hip, Liz founded her brand experience agency to help businesses stand out and scale through video, branding, and attraction marketing. With the belief that stories are what connect us, Liz and her team bring a holistic multimedia approach to creating and marketing timeless brands that will leave you speechless. Liz's mission is to help you show up as yourself and tell stories that naturally draw people in without marketing gimmicks so that you can build an impactful, profitable, and sustainable business. When she's not working, you can find Liz chasing her two kiddos around the house, playing in the garden, or reheating her cup of coffee for the fourth time because mom life. Like I said, Liz has really made an impact on me with her push for more storytelling. I literally think of her every time I go to write a piece of content because she's opened my eyes to the power of it. Stories connect us and leave an impression on us, but most of all, they help us with a feeling, which is why I love her framework so much. One of my favorite quotes is the one from Maya Angelou that people will forget what you say, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And from our short Instagram live, in anticipation of this recording alone, I saw how Liz weaves this powerful tool that is storytelling into a strategy to help you attract your dream clients. As you can tell, I am pumped to get this conversation started. So thank you again, Liz, for coming on and sharing your expertise. Let's kick things off with a story of your own. Can you share how you got into the storytelling space and became a mompreneur at 37 weeks pregnant with a toddler too? Oh, Megan, if I could rewind time, I still look back on that season of life and I'm like, what was I doing? I mean, it's very clearly a calling because I don't think I would in my right mind do that again. <laughs> so yeah, I have come from a video marketing, web design, and brand development background. I've been working in a creative and marketing industry for over a decade. Mm -hmm. I was working in a nine to five job that was fine, but I felt quite isolated. And I decided, Hey, I've got this skill set. I have my daughter. She was one. I started doing some freelance work just because I really craved the stability that my nine to five brought, but I wanted to do more work on other projects that I enjoyed, have more control over which projects I chose, who I'd work with, the ability to even just make a little bit more money. And that snowballed into starting what is now my full-time business. So at the beginning of 2020, I decided, hey, this is my year. I'm going to put my head down and really make a go of this. I had set an intention back in April of 2019. So we're in a year hop a little bit. April, 2019, we were on our first baby free vacation. My husband and I were walking into park in Brooklyn, New York. And I said, Hey, what would it look like if I left my job in two years? I don't know what that would look like. Really. My business right now was like, I've made $10,000 in freelance work, which not knocking it. That's a lot of money, but that's not a sustainable income from going from a two income household. Right. And fast forward to 2020, I took a course. I said, Hey, I've got years of video experience. I could teach other people how to use video because one, it's such a powerful medium. It's excellent for marketing. It's amazing for storytelling. So I will do that. And I was pregnant with my son. 
kind of this wild idea. And then the pandemic hit and I thought, well, it's now or never. So I launched, I launched into the online world, which I had no idea existed. It's a very strange bubble, but I had this passion for helping specifically other female founded brands tell their story and really start working with their audience and getting more clients in a way that didn't feel markety and sleazy and storytelling seemed like the perfect place for that. So here I sit, uh, what is it? November, 2021, when we're recording this almost December, which is my favorite time of the year. And I've left my nine to five. I've been able to support over 75 women. It's really been a huge blessing in my life. And it's something that has grown and evolved and changed. But one thing that stays true is the power of storytelling. I mean, that's serene itself, of course, because storytelling is so powerful, but feel the feeling that you get from that. I mean, you went from basically a year and a half, probably even a little bit less than that, to replacing your full-time income, having the freedom to be around for your kids, doing it while you had (laughs) young, young kids who needed you, who were dependent on you. So you had a business dependent on you. You had your kids dependent on you. And look at what the power of storytelling has done. 75 women, that's a lot a lot in a year and a half. I mean, you would totally attribute storytelling and the way that you got clear to that success. Is that correct? I I think there's no other way to, to get there because we all have a story. We all have a journey. And to be totally honest with you, even as of, gosh, last fall, so a year ago, I'd been in my business for me, what, six months. And I was in a group program and we were learning about PR and I was like, I don't have a story. Like my story is boring. It's not like I invented this really cool thing. And the women that I was in the group with started to point out Liz, like what you did was incredible. You had a nine to five job. You had a baby, you had a pandemic baby at the start of it. First of all, with a two-year-old, you balance all this stuff. Like that is in itself a story and you've done so well. And I ended up sending a pitch and got a full page feature in Business Insider in January of last year. So I look at that and to me, it feels weird to sometimes share my story because it feels very self-centered and, you know, gosh, nobody likes to promote themselves. But also if I flipped it and look at the other side is that story could empower so many other women, so many other moms and anybody you talk to, it's way more than the business at least the women I work with, it's more than the business is why they're doing it. And you got to unearth people's stories and understand who they are to understand what they need so that you can serve that need. Mm -hmm. I love what you say there because it's kind of like getting back to the basics is a lot of what it is. And when you said, and I think a lot of people can relate is that you don't want to go out there and feel like, Oh, look at me, I'm doing this thing. And like spammy Sammy and all of those things. And But telling a story, I think is not only easier for us to do because it's something we innately do. Like you, you sit down and you talk with your girlfriends and you give them an update and here's what's going on and oh, listen to this. So it's easier for us to say, but then it's also easier for the person to receive and hear and latch onto. I don't, I mean, you could talk to it more, but I feel like stories are just the things that stick in my head more. They're easier to relate and maybe it's because they're more specific and there are little details in it that help you connect. And so I love that what you're saying is that we don't often recognize our value, but if we can share our value in a way that is easier for us and connects with our people like storytelling, I mean, look at, look at what you did by doing that. Mm -hmm. You got into business insider. I mean, that is huge. We need to make sure to link that in the show notes so everybody can check it out. But I just love that. So can you walk us through maybe using you as a case study, as well as your clients, how you've used storytelling to go from 
a year and a half of I'm leaving my nine to five to now serving 75 plus women and helping them use storytelling. Like what is that first step that we can use to optimize our business with this platform? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing, and I say this now because I'm on not the other side, right? We're never, we never reach the other side. It's a continuum, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I say this now understanding what has been the theme or the trend of what I have needed in my own business or the women that I've worked with have needed. So two things, clarity and confidence are the two biggest things I've seen regardless of industry. So I typically work with service-based businesses, a lot of those brands are wanting to diversify. So they're maybe wanting to add in a course or mentorship, and they're trying to stop trading one-on-one time for money and doing things on a little bit larger scale, but they don't have the clarity behind the how, the who, who they should be working with, or the what of what to say, what to offer, what are the logistics And I can tell you, even from my own organizational mind, even if I had the entire roadmap, I would not be able to execute if I didn't have the confidence in myself or I would be executing, but people would feel that I don't really believe in what I'm saying, right? Like, gosh, I hate to use this example, but we've all watched a video on Instagram or on YouTube. And you're like, you could tell that person is not comfortable on camera and you feel uncomfortable watching. And so you don't listen to the message. Even if there's gold, you're just kind of like, Uh, distanced. Mm -hmm. So clarity and confidence are the two things I see people need. And that's true when it comes to storytelling, but especially when it comes to growing and marketing your business. What I loved hearing you say is that clarity and confidence, because that's what I agree with as well. There's a quote that where your energy goes, attention flows. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's a lot of what you're saying too, is like the first layer of it is if your energy and your confidence isn't there because you're unclear of what in the world you're doing, you don't know the how, the who, or the what you can't even put yourself out there because it's just chaos. And that chaos is what you're attracting back to your business. So the clients are looking at your scattered energy and they don't know where to go. They can't be best served. Whereas I think what you help people with is figuring out the how, the who, the what, so that you can tell stories based around that. So you're guiding them down like a river to the end of where you want them to go and how you can best support them. Would you say that that's correct? Yeah, it's it's a big picture. So To be clear and to have powerful stories, which makes your brand magnetic, you have to think about what the outcome is. So in thinking about marketing your business, I want you to first think, what is one thing that you want to accomplish in the next six months? So write it down, journal on it, talk to a friend. What's one thing you want to accomplish in the next six months? Next thing, what's a challenge or an obstacle that's maybe getting in the way of that? Or I like the positive slant. What do you need to be able to achieve that goal? And please try not to make this just financial, but when we're looking at your one big goal, the one thing standing in the way, then the next question is where can you seek support? Mm -hmm. Because I want you to have a good support system in place. And once you know what the outcome needs to be, you know, maybe where the problem is, you can go find the right support. Then you can start creating from a place of problem solving and resilience rather than of scarcity and panic. Because when we try to market from a place of scarcity or panic, or even trying to play on other people's pain points to get them in your things, like people can feel that and you attract the type of people based on the message you put out. Right. Yeah. It kind of goes back to that outcome 
oriented content. And so if we know what in the world we're doing here, then we can work our way backwards on how we get to that goal. And so I love wrapping that into the specific content that we do is if we're telling the stories and we're clear on how to tell the stories that speak to that person that they relate to, then that can make that whole relationship go further. So can you give us a little bit of an example when you first started and you were doing storytelling to begin with, you got clear on your how, your who, and your what. And so what did that beginning piece of outcome-oriented content look like for you so that we have something tangible so that we can understand? Yeah. So when I first started, I was 37 weeks pregnant when I decided I would have a video course. So I was working on that from like 32 to 37 weeks pregnant. And a lot of people in my world that I had been meeting through a program that I was in, they were all creating digital courses. And the thing that kept popping up was, oh my gosh, I'm not sure how to teach this in a way that can stay engaging so that people don't check out. Video freaks me out. I realized a lot of people didn't know how to do that. So I said, okay, I'll create a course. And it's my five-step process to creating engaging video content for your online course. It was just giving people something to hang on to. So I knew I had a specific problem I needed to solve, which was people need to use video. They're creating courses. They're not sure how the pandemic was in full force at that point. We were all stuck at home. So video was like the go-to thing. So the specifics was clear there. So the outcome I needed to help people see was, Hey, how can I make video easy for you so that you can use it to grow your business? So the why obviously was, hey, we're all stuck at home and video is the best way to communicate. If you can't be in person, it's also way more engaging than just reading static text. What was the second part of your question? I want to make sure I hit it. Yeah. So, so you figured out, okay, you listened and heard that people's struggles and pain points were around this video course. Like you were in a space that you knew they were struggling with video. And so that was how you created the product. So then how did you go from, okay, I'm hearing what people are struggling with. I've created a product around it. How did you then do that magnetic marketing, that storytelling to make that conversion from, I have this thing that I know you need, but now let me tell you stories so that you know, you need it too. Gotcha. Gotcha. So this was at the beginning of my business and (laughs) I think we can all relate to the fact that it's much easier to do the thing you're good at for somebody else than for yourself. But for me, what made the difference was I was showing up consistently. I was sharing not just my experience, but how I've seen video be of impact. I was sharing what some of my credibility markers were. I was asking people questions. So a lot of it is just that conversation of, Hey, what do you need? Here's how I can help you. But the most important thing is that you're just clear on who you are, what it is you have to offer, who are you trying to help? And then have the confidence to carry out that message. I love that. So let's talk about what you're helping your clients with now in relating through stories. Can you share with us some of the ways that you coach them on relating through stories in order to make that conversion and connection? Yeah. I always start with vision first. I mentioned this earlier. What's your vision for your life, for your business? The next thing is really tackling brand strategy. So I'll give you the visual. I always like the visual of a tree. So your vision is going to be the thing that roots you because when things get hard, you don't want your tree to fall over and your roots are going to keep you stable. That's your vision for your life, your business. And then next is the trunk of your tree is your brand strategy. So when I say brand strategy, I'm talking who you are, what you do, how you help, your offering, your brand voice, your brand pillars, what's your superpower or your unique value proposition and your why that gets mixed in a little bit with the vision. 
So along with branding is getting visible and standing out. So that takes us into more of the branches of the tree, which really become your storytelling and content creation. So within that, I go through an entire storytelling framework. You don't have to have a ton of them, but I like to have you build out your origin story, which is how you got started, a failure story, because we all learn way more from failure than we do from success. And then I'd like to have you think of a transformational story that could be an aha moment you had that could be a client success story. And oftentimes there's bits and pieces of each story mixed in and you're building off your brand pillars, which are essentially the categories or themes of things that you talk about, because as we go into creating those branches to reach out and be able to reach other people, then the third thing that I always work through with my clients is your marketing and your launch strategy. So that's really where now we've built this. We've got your roots. We've got your tree trunk. We know who you are. We know who you're serving. We've got the main stories and the content that you're going to be putting out and educating on or talking about adding value. Then it's just how do we actually refine that so that it resonates with your audience? And then practical things like I teach digital marketing. I'm not a huge social media buff, but what I believe in, again, is having that core story and core message. And you can take that and adapt it to whatever platform you want. That's the beauty of it. And then we also get into launch strategy because you have to marry all those things together then. And that's really like the leaves on the branches are your marketing and your launch strategy. So that's the picture. You've got your roots, your tree trunk, your branches, and then the leaves. That is so helpful. One clarifying question. When it comes to brand pillars, do you see a magic number that you recommend? Does it depend on the person? I think there's so many different things out there that people can struggle with. And sometimes it's nice to lock into a number, but can you share your opinion on that? Yeah, I think three to five is perfect. Cool. And then we've got the origin story, you've got the failure story, and you've got the transformation story. So when you've got like the, let's think the main branches and then the little branches off of it. So are the main branches your three to five pillars. And then each of those pillars, you have a transformation, a failure and an origin story for. You don't have to create those three main brand stories for each pillar. Yeah. I love that. I love simplifying it down because you're a mompreneur. You get it. Like how can we make things as simple as possible? Cause our life is already overcomplicated. And so I think when we have a structure like this concept, it's simple. We've got our vision, which is our roots that hold us down. We've got the trunk, which keeps us stable. And that's our whole brand strategy. And then when it comes to the outward, what people see or see more of that's your branches and your leaves, which is your origin story all of the story part of it, your brand pillars, and then the leaves, which are the marketing and the launch strategy. I think that's so helpful for us to have a clear visual to keep us focused and know what in the world we're doing when it comes to marketing and brand strategy, because it can be overwhelming. Sometimes you don't know which stories to tell. You don't know how much to tell, how much breath you should get versus depth. And so I think that this is helpful in limiting us and not letting us get out of control. I mean, like I said, this is a topic, Megan, that I do spend months on in my programs. But the reason I like the tree analogy is because trees change with the season and what people see. And then, you know, if you really want to get visual, the number of branches, the colors of the leaves, they all change. But what remains the same is really the core. And that's the beauty of being a business owner is you can change your mind. You can do things and you can try it out and everything can be this grand experiment. But in order to have a flourishing tree, your roots and your tree trunk need to be healthy. So in other words, I want you to be so clear on why you do what you do and be clear on the core of your brand. What are your beliefs? What's your mission? What's the vision for your business? What do you value? And it's 
hard for us sometimes to think of ourselves as a brand, especially as solopreneurs. We're so closely tied, but your brand is really just the way that people see you. And there's a great quote is like, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Yes. Right. And the importance of story is that this is a quote from David Breyer. He says, if you don't give the market the story to talk about, they'll define your brand story for you. Yes. A hundred percent. In episode number four, I had on Sheldon Barlett rumor and she is a TV platform. And so she's helping women figure out how to share their message and how to do it confidently. And she said, you need to arm your people with the story that you want them to tell. And if, like you said, you don't have these roots and this trunk all stable and figured out, then you might tell one story to somebody and somebody might tell another story. And then everybody who might be interested comes back to your world, your website, your Instagram. And they're like, there's a disconnect, there's confusion. And I'm sure you can attest to this. And all of us experienced mompreneurs here who are listening know that when there is confusion, it doesn't lead to a, a connection, a conversion, a sale. And ultimately that's a problem for you because that's your goal, your mission. I mean, there's other things behind it, but at the end of the day, we all want to help and serve. And so how can we make a bridge instead of a wobbly one, (laughs) something that's more stable to, to go and connect people. So I love what you're saying there, Liz, this is so helpful. Can you tell us if everybody's listening they're like, okay, I've been in business for a while. I've made some haphazard moves along the way. And now I want to get my roots grounded more, my trunk ready to go, and then figuring out what the leaves look like this season. How can you help them in that next step in supporting them in getting their brand strategy working so they can attract more clients? Yeah, that's an awesome question. So there's a lot of different ways that I like to support people. So if you're thinking you've got a lot from this conversation and you want to follow along, the best thing I would say is to start is to try me out, get on my email list, mom stories and marketing tricks. So I like to teach through my email. I like to have my emails be conversational, but also more value-based. And then if you're looking for good stories or inspiring content or encouragement, my Instagram is a great place to connect. So you can get on my email list at lizmcvoy.com. And then if you're like, okay, Liz, freebies are great, but I know I need more accountability. I need customized support where it's somebody knows me, they know my business and they know the ins and outs of where I'm trying to go. And you need that guidance and mentorship. Then the attraction marketing accelerator program is the best one for people that are in their earlier stages of entrepreneurship from just starting out to establish, but still lacking some clarity to have the consistency in their clients. And they're finding that they're spending a lot of time having to create content or they're launching and maybe the launch fell on deaf ears. So AMA is the perfect place to start for that. I love it. I will link all of this in the show notes guys, so that you can click and get exactly what you need. If you are ready, we can move on to rapid fire questions. Let's do it. All right. What is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive besides what you've shared with us today? Oh, I just turned off all my notifications on Instagram. Yes. It's so helpful. I've started logging out too, because I still will find the urge. I don't have notifications on, but I just still like the addiction. You find the urge to hit it. And if it just takes me to my personal page, then I'm like, Oh, I recognize I'm getting off the tracks here. (laughs) Yeah. Bonus tip on that. I actually will check my email towards the end of the day as well. That's huge. Yeah. Cause it is such a distraction. I mean, it's helpful, but it's a distraction. What is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? My husband, for sure. He's like the best dad. He helps so much at home. It's it's not, I shouldn't even say help. That's just, that's part of his role. And he doesn't look at it as like, I'm babysitting the kids. It's just, he's a dad and he helps. 
Yeah, it's so helpful when you can have somebody supporting you so that you don't have the mental load all on yourself. And I think a lot of us view it as this is a partnership. I know previous generations that that wasn't the case, but I think we're all getting to the point where like we are a team, we're doing this together. And so when we can continue on with that message, that's so helpful. Mm -hmm. All right. Tell me what's your go-to self-care activity when you have some me time, what's the first thing that you do? Oh, I like to go get my nails done, which I need to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids running through a zoom call with underwear on their heads. What's a funny story that only us mompreneurs will be like, Oh, we totally get it. And are laughing out loud. Oh my gosh. I think back to when I launched my course, my son was maybe a few weeks old. And my mom at the time, everything was still locked down. So my daughter wasn't in daycare, but my mom came and took Nora for the day Mm -hmm. and Isaac was sleeping and I needed to pump. And I was like, okay, but I wanted to show up on Instagram, wanted to try to be present. So I was trying to do an Instagram story while pumping. And you could just hear the like, yeah. in the background. And I was like, okay, I can't post this. I don't know. I feel like now if I had another baby, I'd be like, whatever, I'll do it anyway. Right. But this was early on and I was like trying to establish myself as professional and all these things. And so that was one of those moments where I got done with this entire mini training and then I could just hear the pump going in the background. So, you know, no kid running through the zoom, but that was probably my like, ah, yeah, the breast pump. Everybody knows about that. Exactly. I was going to say, as soon as you started to say the pumping noise, I'm sure we all could hear the er, 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 like in our heads. We know exactly what you're talking about. That is a great story. I'm be curious to see if you end up posting something about that on your amazing content that you do, because yeah, it's just so relatable and we can all get it. And we can know that the perfectionism, uh, as you said, it was messy. And so you didn't think you could put it, but now you know that you can get out there and it makes you more relatable. And so Liz, I love everything that you shared with us today. I cannot wait to wrap our heads around a way to attract our clients in a way that works best for all of us with stories that are relatable, that give us this feeling and that really hook us in. I so appreciate your time and all that you've shared with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Loved it. I'd so appreciate your review. Want more? Head to themompreneurguide.com slash mastermind to see where fellow mompreneurs like you are simplifying their businesses and amplifying their missions to scale in less time. See you next week.